it's time to take off on the Award Travel 101 podcast. Helping you maximize your travel rewards, no matter your destination or budget. Now here are your hosts, Award Travel 101 Community Managers, Angie Sparks and Joseph Petrovic, to help you do extraordinary things on ordinary money. Earning points is easy, but finding award flights can be tough. Wouldn't it be amazing to get alerts when Live Flat Business Class space opens up? Thrifty Traveler Premium does just that. Thrifty Traveler's army of flight deal analysts are searching 24-7 for flight deals so you don't have to. These deals are bookable with cash or points and miles flying in economy, business, and first-class cabins. And not only that, you can set filters to only be alerted when the flights you want are available. Never miss another incredible award deal by subscribing to Thrifty Traveler Premium. Use the promo code AT101 for $10 off your first year at thriftytraveler.com slash premium. Again, that's code AT101 for $10 off your first year. And now back to the show. And welcome to a special episode, episode 19 of the Award Travel 101 podcast airing on June 9th, as I am currently in Croatia with my dad traveling around the country, exploring new and beautiful destinations. So while we're doing that, we're recording early an episode for you all to learn about some of the tools that we use in the Award Travel communities. So I have special guest Angie Sparks with me here today. Angie, thanks for joining me. Sure. How are you doing? I hope your trip is going well. I feel like I'm talking to future you here. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it is kind of weird because I haven't even left. I'm still oh, no. here yet, but that's where I'll be. And I'm sure I'll be posting in the group as we're going around many of the beautiful destinations that we have set up. But we have a few things to discuss here to kind of help members with all of the things that we use on a daily basis to help the community with ideas when they're trying to find those hard to find awards. So before we get into that, we'll talk about a post of the week that Mike shared in the community. This will have this post will have actually been a few weeks ago when this episode airs. But uh, Angie, tell us a little bit about the post of the week. So Award Wallet had an article about the new Chase Sapphire Lounge that was opening in Boston on May 16th. It's a really, it's a really nice article. It talks about all the other lounges that they're hoping, hoping to open in 2023. But what's more interesting is like some of the, the requirements for entrance. It's not just going to be like a free for all priority pass type thing where everybody can get in. If you've got a Chase Sapphire reserve, you can. But otherwise, there are limitations. And I'm not going to go into all the details because everybody can read and they can go check out this article that lists it. But it's it's one of those, they're, they're adding a benefit to the Chase Sapphire Reserve, which had kind of lost a little bit of its luster from its heyday when it was first launched and was the premier card. And now so many others have kind of kicked it kicked it by the wayside here. But this is a nice feature for it. Yeah, it's something that I look at and I've been a big proponent of the Chase Sapphire Reserve because I get huge value from the Priority Pass restaurants that are at my home airport of Cleveland Hopkins. So this card is a no-brainer for me and probably a few others, but 
For many of those in the community, this is a card that has a $300 travel credit and has maybe a, a decent pay yourself back feature and has some occasional priority pass restaurants they can use. But now having their own lounge and having access to that certainly does bring a little extra value. Yeah, I'm hoping that they open up a few more. I think they have eight being planned for. They just need to step up the pace a little bit and open some more of them. So I'll put a link to this particular post in the show notes so you all can check that out and see if any of those places work out for you. And since we are doing this special evergreen episode, we are skipping over news and enhanced offers. We will not be discussing any credit cards we got or trip updates because we have nothing to, new to report since we last recorded, but we will talk a little bit about our main feature today, which is the tools we use. So Angie, what do you think is going into this? What would be the most important tool that you use? This is kind of interesting because there are some other groups out there that they will poo-poo a lot of these tools that we're going to talk about and saying that, no, 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 you have to know how to do all these searches and have to, you have to know how to do award searches on your own and everything else is a crutch. And I kind of look at it as, yeah, it's a tool. Why am I going to not use something that's going to help me look for, you know, the elusive flight that I need to find? I certainly know how to search for award travel, award flights myself. And this is just one extra thing. I'd say probably the, the biggest tool is actually, you know, my brain and reading and following a, a bunch of different blogs and podcasts and joining other groups and communities and being in the Award Travel 101 Facebook community and our Award Travel 201 community, as well as all the others. You know, there's a lot of Instagrammers out there and, you know, they, they throw out a lot of really fast, wrong content. You need to put a little more effort into this and kind of read stuff to truly be able to maximize it. So I'd have to say, joining those communities and reading a lot of things. That's the first thing. But then there are actual tools that we use as well. What's your number one thing? Yeah, I would say that making connections and building your network is the number one and most important thing and tool that I have utilized because we can read all we want. We can read the blogs. We can follow the communities. And I love Award Travel 101. I love Award Travel 201. And all of the other Facebook, social media communities out there because it's a great way for people to connect and uh, be able to share those things. But you miss out on a lot of the context of what's being discussed when you're not in person. And we've talked a number of times about in-person meets and why they're so important. But being able to build your network and extend where you can reach out to. If you know somebody... Maybe they're not terribly active in the community. Maybe they're kind of a lurker, but they have this really cool, neat little trick that they can share with you that they're probably not going to share to the greater community to up your points earnings opportunities, or maybe there's a mispaired award into a city that for some reason, it's maybe continents away, but it thinks it's here in the U.S., that program. There are things like that that I have learned on how to build awards on standard awards because of mispriced awards 
programs. So they just don't know where the city actually is, or they haven't entered it right. Things like that, that make your networking strategies the most important thing to me behind then, of course, being active and participating in the travel rewards communities. So I subscribe to a number of tools outside of that. And I think the very first tool that I subscribe outside of the travel, you know, Facebook communities that I think I've found value in is called Expert Flyer. And that particular tool is $99.99 annually. You can set alerts. You can find award space for a number of different airlines. And it's a tool that I think is maybe a little bit more complex than what a lot of people would like to do. They would like to be able to just search. And we'll talk about some of the tools that do allow you to just search. But Expert Flyer is a tool that I've been utilizing since 2018. Took me some time to understand it. But Angie, is this a tool you use at all? I do. I have a subscription to it and I have a number of alerts set. It did return at least one leg for my flight home from Africa when I was trying to see if maybe I could find something that left a little bit sooner, although I really didn't want to give up my Q-Suite flight and I didn't. But I'm really hoping that it will pay off for me for getting home from Australia next year. I have something booked, but I don't love it. And I would really hope that something better pops up. And since we know that that's such a unicorn space, this will be very helpful. I'm hoping to wake up one morning and be like, there's availability and I can, you know, I have the alert and I can go grab it right away. Yeah. Expert Flyer is a tool that it looks kind of dated. And I think a lot of people struggle with it to some extent, but you know, it's going to be one of those tools that if you're going to do constant searches and you're looking for all the programs and you know what to look for, I think it can be an excellent tool. It has lost some of its value because it doesn't have all the airlines anymore. So like, I don't think it searches Qatar anymore, maybe a couple of other, the middle, maybe one of the others. None of the Middle Eastern carriers. It's, it's lost, it's lost Qatar. It's lost Emirates. It's lost Etihad. Delta has not been working for some time. So there definitely are things that are less than great about it. And it doesn't seem like they're investing a lot into the future of this, but there are still those unique uses. And you have a video, I think, of how to really use this tool over in the Facebook group that people could go and search and watch it because it's not an intuitive, easy to use site at all. It's, it, it's very dated technology and requires a little more thinking to be able to use it. Yeah, it definitely requires a bit of finesse. And that's something that I actually have a post on Award Wallet as well. That's, I think, three, four years old now. And it's still mostly accurate because not much has changed other than some of the functionality and partners that you're able to search. So with that, we have a couple of tools that you can use to search these awards without having to have some of that uh, more mid-level to advanced knowledge to search for awards. And the first one is Point.me. You want to tell us a little bit about Point.me? So Point.me is a paid subscription service. I think it's $129.99 for an annual search thing. And it basically, it will go and search across all the programs and see if there's award space. And you can sort the results by 
shortest time, you know, fewest number of points and whatnot. The negative to it is it is slow. It it is slow. And, you know, we've talked to the the developers about it and the people who kind of, you know, in, invented it and created it. And, you know, their answer to that is, yeah, but you're not the one sitting there going and searching Delta United, AA, Flying Blue and, you know, Virgin, they're searching everything for you. So a way to get around that, the slowness of it, and the fact that you can only search, you know, one date at a time, there's no plus or minus three days option. There's no, you can only search one origination, one destination. There's no, you know, like Google Flights kind of explore where you start with one origination and you see where you can go. But people will just open multiple multiple tabs on their browser. And so they'll, if they have like a four-day window that they're trying to book a flight, they'll search that exact same flight, you know, day one in this browser, day two in this browser, and they see what comes back. I have had it return things that I had never thought about before. I was like, oh, I didn't even think to check that program. I will always, always, always go and confirm that what they have said truly is there, that I can replicate it before I go and transfer points. I don't just rely on it 100%. And I have found a couple of things that it didn't find, but I I would say the majority of the things that I found have been really accurate with it. So this is a tool that, it, again, it's a tool. It's not a replacement for doing the searches yourself to confirm things before you transfer. But I think it's it's very helpful to kind of open your eyes to other programs and you know see stuff that's out there that you wouldn't have thought of. Yeah, searching across 33 award programs at a given instant has to be a challenge and and pulling all the data that requires. So it is slower, like you've said. And one of the things that, you know, I've certainly found myself with 15 different browsers open right. trying to do one of these searches, whether it's across days or maybe co-pair uh, terminal. So maybe something that's really close that I could, you know, make an alternate plan, you know, instead of flying to... Munich, maybe I fly to Frankfurt, or maybe instead of Vienna, I fly to Milan or whatever. I, I Something that's right. reasonably close that you can make quick connections some other way. Maybe you're just trying to get across the hop across the pond, and then you can connect yourself via, you know, a Ryanair or some kind of other cheap flight along the way. But like you, the tool has returned some things that I wouldn't have thought of. And one of the things that surprises me is that it comes back to basics. And, you know, I, I found some things where I was dead set on searching a specific program and always on Delta. I always think, you know, definitely always check Virgin Atlantic. And I, for whatever reason, a time or two, I've forgotten about Virgin Atlantic and it's popped up Virgin Atlantic. And there it was. It's like smack dead in my face. It's, you know, one of the easiest things to know is like if you're going to search Delta, search Virgin Atlantic first. and uh, But there have been a few others too that have popped up, whether it's Life Miles for flying TAP Air Portugal or a couple other little unique things. But also like you, uh, I have found some times where it doesn't always return the things and for your best award. And for example, one of those, uh, when you're flying United, oftentimes you can book Turkish a Turkish award to fly United. And for whatever reason, I have not found that to ever return an example, yet it's there. Right. Well, and a, a couple other things about it as well. You mentioned United. If you have a United credit card or you have status, 
you have expanded award availability when you search on United. And obviously they can't pull that in because they don't know that everybody's going to have that. And so the other thing also that I do like about it is it, you know, it tells you which programs to use to book these things that it finds. And it lets you know that there's a transfer bonus going on. Right. So it'll tell you, oh, you can use Built, you can use Capital One, you can use Chase. And oh, by the way, there's a transfer bonus with Chase. So it's fewer miles than what right. it is with these other programs, which I think, you know, that's nice because th- there's a lot of stuff to keep straight in your brain. So it's helpful if they like point things out to you that you're like, oh, yeah. So uh-huh, and I said point. <laughs> Yeah, and this is a uh, partner of Award Travel 101 by Award Wallet. And so we will keep a link in there. So if you are interested in checking it out, we'll put a link there for you to sign up and test it out. Next is a competitor of Point.me. And we not too long back, we had a demonstration with our other admin, Allison Caraway. She interviewed Tim from Rome.travel. I like this service a lot. It's so far it's free, which that makes it really nice. It's much faster than uh, point.me, but it has limited carriers at this point. They only have 11 that they have, I guess, signed up with, partnered with, have access to whatever it is. I was not able to watch her live yet. That's still on my to-do list of things to do, but so far I have, I have liked it a lot. One of the things that and I've mentioned this to Tim, the developer, you know, when you search on Aeroplan, they, and Alaska Air is really bad about this as well. They have a tendency to return a mixed cabin ticket where maybe only 16% of your entire itinerary is mm-hmm. in a premium cabin, yes. but they'll price the whole thing out as if right. the whole thing is in business class. And Rome-Travel will return that as well. And it says on there that it's mixed cabin and it'll say, you know, 16% premium or right. something like that. But it's it's one of those you look at, you're like, oh my gosh, look at that redemption. That's awesome. And you click on it and it's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm in business class from here to Toronto, but I'm in economy the rest of the way, all the way over to Europe and onto my continuing destination. So it's just something that you just need to be aware of and that you notice it. I've noticed that on my searches with them as well as that they those are often ones that are left out of point.me. Point.me right. won't return those. And Rome.travel will, and they do tell you it's like, you know, 8% or 16%, like you said, and then you can see what it is. So you get a lot of returns on something that maybe you weren't really that interested in taking. But there are, are, are some other times where something like that would be interesting to pop up. And I actually shared a deal in episode 16, I talked about how I booked a United flight and I actually booked the business saver award, even though the shortest segment is the business class award, but it was less expensive than the economy award. And I was able to get myself onto a segment on a flight where mostly I'll probably end up what's equivalent of first class the whole way anyway, because I'm guessing that the way this segment is built it's Cleveland to Chicago, Chicago to LA and LA to Reno that I will get upgraded for sure on the Cleveland to Chicago segment. I'm in premium economy, but it's booked as an economy segment just because of the plane that I chose. They're not selling that as premium economy, which premium economy is more or less a domestic first segment. So, but there's still 
40 plus seats available for Polaris for the complimentary upgrade because it's not considered a premium route. So if you have status in one of these airline programs, finding something like that could be super beneficial because the other part of it is, is it is booked as a business first award. And if for some reason, at some point, the business class awards open up on one of those other segments, you may be able to move that with no additional cost. Another one that I use a lot is flight connections because I live like you do in a non-hub city. Mm -hmm. So flight connections is a great way you put in your origination airport and it'll give you like all your non-stops. So P2 told me that, you know, for my birthday, I was not on a plane to Switzerland, but he did (laughs) say he was willing to consider a trip. However, he wanted it to be somewhere fairly close. He didn't want to spend a ton of time getting there. He didn't want to be gone for terribly long. So I go to Flight Connections and I put in Tampa and it's like, well, where can I get a nonstop flight to? And so it it opens up your eyes to where you should be looking when you go to search for your award flight. A lot of times just looking from the positioning hub, you know, your hub city, you're going to find more availability than if I search from Tampa to Zurich, let's say. There is a nonstop to Zurich on, what is it? Swiss. Oh, it's it's Swiss, but it's their cheap one. Edelweiss, I think. Oh, it's not good. Okay. But so there is a nonstop, but there's never availability on that one. Yeah. But there isn't out of Chicago all the time. So this will help me know like other cities that I should look at, you know. So in addition to just, hey, we're going to do a weekend trip somewhere. This also tells me where I should start looking for maybe trying to find a long haul flight for an award ticket. Absolutely. This is something that by the time this episode airs, we'll find out how well it will have worked because I am subscribed to Flight Connections and their paid subscription, which is just shy of $40 per year. It is charged in, uh, I don't remember if it's a British pound or if it's in euros, but uh, it's it's effectively $39.38 as of when mine got charged. And I am looking to fly with Tanza a 747. I have never flown on a 747 before. And on our trip out, I currently have business class on a 767 booked across the pond. But my goal is to get on a 747 and see if Life Miles will find a close in award to be able to jump on one of those and knock off another plane on my list of future planes that won't exist when I'm older. And so I mapped out all of the LH first class flights on 747s available throughout the entire East Coast, through Chicago, through Houston, everywhere that they fly from within a a sub three hour connecting point. And uh, hopefully we'll have found that one of those become available and open up for us to travel over the, the pond that way. So does the, does the flight, what does the flight connections premium subscription get you? Cause I just use the free thing. I don't. So yes, it, and that's a good point is like, so what it does is it allows you to segregate planes, airlines. You can actually look for specific planes. I did a 1k challenge effectively a couple, well, almost a year ago now that I wanted to fly. And I, I said on my way to 1k, I want to fly every single plane that United flies and or every Boeing plane that they flew. And over the course of a weekend, I was able to piece an eight segment trip together 
to fly 737s, 57, 67, 77, and 87s. Every single one of those, I flew it over the course of a weekend, but I was able to narrow out what routes have what planes. And, and that's the thing that was kind of unique. You can find out what planes are flying on what routes, not just what routes the airline flies, but what specific planes. And there are a lot of other little neat things you can do with that as well. Okay, yeah, that probably doesn't sound like I need to pay for that. <laughs> I, I just I just know I need a plane that has wings and I can sit in the front of it in the pointy section. That's all I care about. <laughs> the next tool is the, is the message board or email alert services. And there are two of those that I'm subscribed to. I subscribe to Straight to the Points, which is run by Spencer Howard. And Thrifty Traveler Plus, which is now called Thrifty Traveler Premium Plus, and I'm in older grandfathered subscriptions, but tell us a little bit about those award or newsletter alerts, Angie. So I had to actually unsubscribe from Spencer's because it was not good for my mental health. Because <laughs> typically, you know, I've mentioned before, I kind of plan out my trips in advance. And the the thing with these alert services, they're great because you get it with Spencer, you get a text and it says, go check your email. There's, you know, space to you know, some destination. And then you go and you open up your email and it tells you, you know, there's space. I'm finding nine seats, this date range, this carrier, this can be how you can book it. It'll be like if there's a cheap cash fare. So, hey, use your Amex Business Platinum 35% rebate or actually book it through a portal like the Chase Travel Portal if you've got a CSR. The problem was I could never jump on those deals and I had so much FOMO. It was like, oh, I wish I could do that one. Oh, I wish I could do that one. And it got a little, it got painful. It wasn't healthy for me. So I had to unsubscribe from it. But I did go ahead and sign up for Thrifty Traveler Premium Plus when they offered it to our group back last year, I guess, or earlier this year, whatever it was. And it's the same kind of thing, but you can put in, um, you can put in limitations on it or filters. I should say, you know, that I'm only looking for business class and I just said, please don't sell me an alert every day about the economy class flight to China because I'm just not going to do it. So you can tell it, you know, if you want to filter by airports, if you are looking for international, you can put all sorts of filters in so it you're not inundated with alerts all day long. But it's the same basic kind of thing. You get an email that lets you know, hey, we found award space to this destination. I have not really had a chance to take advantage of anything yet. And I don't know why this isn't triggering me as much as Spencer's alerts were, but I, I'm getting I, I'm getting a hefty a lot of alerts from them. So I, I spoke to a member earlier this week who um, is somewhat new to award travel. And he said that he's having a hard time finding the deals that everybody is always talking about. Oh, you know, he's like, every time I go and search, it's gone. And I'm like, well, you know, there's there's a couple of different ways to do this. And a lot of people, they let the deal drive where they go. So if they get one of these emails, it's like, you betcha, that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to take advantage of this, which is kind of what we did on that United deal that popped up. But a lot of these are sooner booking than what I, I needed. Although I'm getting alerts for next next winter already, I guess, like the first quarter of 2024. So it's not always just in, you know, close in booking. But so if you're the kind of person that you will let a deal drive where you're going to go next, you know, sign up. These things, they really are deals that pop up and it's, you know, you're not having to spend all your time looking through Rome-Travel and point.me because it's coming to you and saying, hey, I'm available. Come book me. 
Yeah, that's something I wish I were in a little bit better position from time. You know, I can't jump on a lot of these either. And uh, both Spencer's uh, and Thrifty Traveler generally have at least one offer a day or something pretty close to that. So there's, you know, all these different offers coming through. And, and really, it would be nice if I were in a position personally to be able to say, hey, I'm not worried about searching these. Let these guys do it. They're the professionals. And uh, I'm just going to go off and take, take off to wherever they say there's this deal and, and plan my trips around that way. But unfortunately, for some of us, things just don't work that way. No, so, I've, I've got a long bucket list and I just had a big birthday, so I don't have a lot of time <laughs> left to hit that bucket list. <laughs> so we have a couple of other tools that track flights and you can use something like Flight Radar 24. I subscribe to their gold service and it has a few cool features. I don't probably need it, but there's like an AR or not AR, an AI feature where you can look at the the sky and it'll tell you what plane is flying and and where it is obviously you can see the little maps but the ai feature incorporating the planes i just think that's kind of a cool just point your phone anywhere in the sky and it'll show you what plane is flying and where and that's kind of a cool feature of their gold service but if you're looking to see where your plane's at and, and you're trying to figure out hey is my plane going to be on time Where's the flight that's, you know, my, that's previous to my flight? Is it already at the airport? Has it been sitting overnight? You can use tools like Flight Radar or Flight Aware to, to search those. Next, we have some features that you can make free or you can donate. So Wikipedia. Do you use Wikipedia? No, I don't. I know a lot of people say, oh, use Wikipedia to start your search when you're looking for award flights to find out what airlines fly into that that airport, but I'm yeah, so, not going to unique enough places that that's something I really have to worry about just yet. So Wikipedia is something that can be interconnected in, in a sense with flight connections. And it basically just, if you Google Wik or you know Wikipedia search an airport code, if you have, you're going to Atlanta and you want to say ATL airport and Wikipedia, it's going to give you that airport, a ton of information on the airport, and then you go to airlines and destinations, and it'll tell you all of the places that have flights that are in or out and what cities those travel to. So a lot of people use that in place of flight connections, and they know what airlines travel to and from that airport, and those are kept pretty up to date. So that's pretty much all of my tools for airlines outside of one other tool, and that is Google Flights. Yeah, and that's where I start all of my searches because I kind of want to know what's I want to know what the cash price is. I kind of want to know what's available, and I want to search directly from from Tampa to my final destination just to start and get an idea of what I'm looking at, and then I can take that result. You know, if I'm going to be flying economy, I might as well go check and see if the Chase Travel Portal is cheap and if it's a good use of points. It helps me to narrow down what carriers to start searching for, for an award flight like next year or this year, I should say, I needed to know what, who flew from Bali to Singapore. And so I went and searched for the cash ticket and I was able to find out, you know, Scoot Airways and Singapore and, you know, things I wasn't aware of. So Google Flights is probably my first stop every time I'm going to start doing any kind of a flight search. 
Yeah, and there are different theories about how to use award travel, and I'm not someone who subscribes to points only. If you find a really inexpensive, cheap cash fare, jump on it. You know, take advantage of it. It depends on your ability to afford that particular fare. You know, when I I was first doing this, I flew nothing but budget airlines. I flew the Frontiers and Spirits, and you know, ten dollars to Tampa. I'm not using miles or points to go down there. I'm I'm taking that you know ten dollar nonstop. So you just have to figure out how to augment that. And Google Flights is a great way to make or break your decision on whether to use awards, depending on what you have in store for yourself. Next, we have a couple of hotel search alerts. And Angie, I'm going to list these, and you tell me if you use any of them. Open hotel alert. Stay with points, max my point, and aways. And one of them does things different than the other three. So, do you use any of these? I don't. I do not use any of these. So, tell me about them. The last three, aways, max my point, and stay with points, are tools that you can actually do something very similar to what Rome Travel Point Dot Me. You can do the same thing with those tools as what Point Dot Me does for airlines. So if you're looking for a very highly desirable property and you want to book an awards day, oftentimes you'll find that many of those properties are sold out. They're they're almost instantly sold out because they all have different opening periods. And I shared a post once that showed all the different hotel properties and how soon they opened their awards. And I want to say like Choice was the shortest that like 100 days they open their awards versus Hyatt, which opens their awards at 394 days or something like that. So about 13 months in advance. But if you want to go to those highly desirable properties, those are often booked up way in advance. And if you're trying to find award alerts on those, you may not find them. So you can you can set alerts with some of these and you can receive notifications. Now, where open hotel alert is different is that it doesn't alert you at all about points. It alerts you over specific room types. So if you have a specific room type that you're looking for and you know what that standard room type is, it will alert you if that room type opens. And where that's different than these other ones is that it seems to be searching more frequently for room availability than stay with points, max my point, or a ways. Because I've tested these out and and those point searching services do have premium or paid services and I have not tried those out. So I can't speak to whether they do that in their paid service more quickly, but compared to all the free services of those, they are not as quick and they are slower. So I received open hotel alert before I received anything on the other three. And from what I've kind of heard or read that some of these use what's called a cache and they cache the data. They search once a day for the less desirable properties or the properties. If you're not looking at the St. Regis Bora Bora or the Grand Hyatt Y or or some of these things that just everybody's always searching. If you're not looking at those specific properties, if you're looking at the Hyatt Regency St. Louis at the Arch you know, it's probably going to be a once a day or once every couple of weeks type search, and they're going to be searching for that. So whereas open a hotel alert searches much more frequently, will send you out a notice a lot quicker when the the alert gets pops up, the room uh, becomes available, 
and you have the ability, if you know what you're doing, and I said this in a post and somebody said, well, what do you mean by, do you know what you're doing? And what I'm saying is you have to know what the standard room type is. If you don't know what the standard room type is, open hotel alert is going to give you, you know, 15 different room types. And you're going to be like, you set these alerts and you're going to have your alerts popping off all the time. And then you're going to go search and you're going to say, well, how come there's no award alerts? It's things telling me that their room's mm -hmm. open. It's not a standard room. It, it is a premium room by what the hotel classifies it. It could be that nothing more. It's the exact same room, but it's on the parking lot side versus the ocean side. So that's your big difference. And it might be $5 difference, but that's not going to show up on points. So you just have to know what the standard room type is that you're searching on open hotel alert. And it does seem to be faster, at least on the free side. This might be handy for us um, for Singapore because I'd love to stay at the Conrad there. But right now it does not have any standard room availability to use a free night certificate. And I think they want like 280,000 points a night, which is just not going to happen. So yeah. that might be a good one to set an alert for because that, it's supposed to be a pretty darn nice hotel. So with all that, all of the tools in combination that I use on an annual basis... Can you guess what I'm spending on tools? Um, I'm going to say less than $500. Yeah. So for all the tools that I pay for premium and whether this is private communities, whether this is award search tools, whether these are newsletters, I spend almost $800 per year for so-called free travel. I yeah. spend uh, <laughs> $790.63 on all of the different tools. I subscribe to podcasts, I subscribe to newsletters, I subscribe to Expert Flyer. All these different tools cost me almost $800 a year. You could say, why don't you go spend those $800 on traveling? But some of these allow me to find the things that everybody says doesn't exist. Right, and give you outsized value. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, that's all my tools. Angie, you have anything else to add to this? No, but this kind of segues right into our What You Didn't Know segment. This kind of feeds into it. It's, it's sort of a tool as well. When you're looking for an award flight, there are certain carriers that they allow you to search for one month at a time. So let's say you're a little flexible on your dates. If you can go and you can look at United, you can see an entire month and maybe you really want to fly on Thursday, but oh, look, if I leave on Wednesday, there's saver space available. Or if I go the week before or something like that. So United has it, Delta has it, Virgin has it, but there's a little bit of a trick you got to get through to be able to find that monthly search feature. I don't think there's anything in one world that gives that to you. I can't think of anything on AA. BA will show you a sort of a week. I believe the, as we're talking about this, I believe actually Qantas might give you a monthly tool. Okay. I haven't tried them. I haven't yeah. looked at them, so I don't know. But that's something to factor into. It's kind of a tool. Use that monthly search when you're looking for an award flight. And another one that just popped up to me was Life Miles. Life Miles has a monthly oh, calendar as well. They do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> We all know how I feel about life miles. <laughs> I just, I pretend they don't exist. <laughs> so if you have any of those accounts, you definitely want to make sure you sign up for them. And they all have free 
accounts. So it's not like you're paying to join these frequent flyer accounts. If you're you have ability to search one world, Qantas is probably one of the best tools to search one world. United is often referred to as the best search tool for Star Alliance, but you can also use Avianca Life Miles. You can use Delta, obviously, to search their own program. I'm not so sure how good they are at searching other partner programs. And then again, I have a small short video in Award Travel 201 on how to do a monthly calendar search on Virgin Atlantic. So with that, Angie, where can anyone find you if they have more questions on the topics we discussed today? As always, you can find us in the Facebook group, Award Travel 101. Probably by the time this podcast airs, we're going to be well over 95,000 members. And if you want to jump into some more intermediate and advanced strategies, our Award Travel 201 community, which is $89.99 annually, is filled with those who want to dig into the weeds looking for greater and more outsized value. You can also book time with a member of our team to better discuss your earning and burning strategies. And you can check out Award Travel One on One. And you can email us at contactawardtravel at gmail.com if you have any questions that you want aired on this podcast or any other general questions of the sort. And if learning in person is more your style, try and check out our next meetup. Currently, Minneapolis is sold out. But we do have a wait list going, so you can sign up for that. And if somebody needs to sell their ticket, you might be able to snag it from them. So with that, I think that's a wrap of episode 19 of the Award Travel 101 podcast. I hope you enjoy all the tools, learning about all the tools that we use in the Award Travel community. Hope that some of those will point you in the right direction. And don't forget to support the Award Travel 101 community when applying for your next card. Thank you for joining us, Angie. Take care. See you next time. Thanks. I hope you're enjoying your trip. Bye.